Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to part two of Private Parts. We're here with Ollie Proudlock. Woo! All right, baby. Um, so, so just going back to MIC quickly. Mm, You love talking about MIC. No, I don't. I don't. Can you just admit something to me? What would I say? MIC was the best thing you ever did. I never said that. What's the what is the what is the best thing I've ever done? I want you to uh, uh, just admit. Best thing I've ever done is marrying Sophie for sure. Amen. There you go. Number two. MIC, 100%. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> and also, you wouldn't, maybe you wouldn't have married so specifically. Without MIC. But so, everything happens for a reason, but it's a risk taker, right? So basically, everything's happened because of MIC. Um, what was your favorite time in, in MIC? Um, what memory really sticks out to you together? That was wild. I mean, there's so many. What is it? That's me thinking, sorry. Um, man, I, it's hard to even think of one. Um, I mean, you've got so many good ones. I have so many good ones. I remember the time when Lucy Watson and I just hooked up. And I like, rem- no, I, how funny. You just I think was that, yeah. just thinking of that. Yeah, yeah. Then I was thinking, is it, is it that good, that one? It's but it so was. good. It's so good. I had just hooked up with Lucy Watson and I came back to the flat that we were living in. Different one to Moor Park Road. Mm-hmm. And I knocked on the door and you opened up and you said, where have you been? And I went, uh, nowhere. I knew. And you were like, you're at Watson's. And I was like, what the fuck? How the hell did you know that? You were like, you were. And then it all no, came but out. I'm pretty sure that you continued the lie and you lied to my face. I did lie to you. And you said, no, you said nothing happened. I said nothing happened, yeah. But this is one thing that I did. I did. One thing I <laughs> recognised living with Jay. Well, that was a liar. There was a lot of lies. Shut up. There was no lies. There was many lies. There was many, no lies. There was a lot of sneaking around. There was no sneaking around. I remember when we were living together, it was the best. And you were like, we had just moved into this house and we're like sick. And... You were like, you can, I'm going to go to the top bedroom. I'm going to live in that bedroom and you're, you're going to have this bedroom. I was like, great, fine, cool. Put all my stuff, put it in the bedroom, all done, boosh. Came back uh, the next, that night and all my stuff had been moved. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, where the hell's all my stuff? And I found it being, hey man, um, yeah, just to tell you that I've swapped your stuff around. I'm now in that bedroom. And I was like, why has that happened? It's because you went up into the other bed and didn't like it and then had swapped around and claimed that the landlord had said that you could, that they wanted you in that bedroom. Which is actually true. That Hat- is not true. Because that was Hattie's bedroom. Our and when I mentioned to her that you might be in that room because of how sort of... Cool I was. No, that's not the word I was looking for. What? How? What I was? <laughs> what? Clean? I, uh, no, not clean. That was the problem. Uh, so she basically. I was very clean. I'm very. She clean. um yeah she she didn't want you in her room. I think it's a lie. No. Okay. We then we were living with Francis. <laughs> it was it was wild. Francis went on like some weird thing. Firstly, we came. To- <laughs> I literally know what story I'm about to say. <laughs> Which one was it? When he was naked on his bed. <laughs> no. <laughs> that was so that was genius. I saw, we saw him to Francis's room every every like day. <laughs> 
<laughs> he'd be lying naked on Dom's bed and we'd come and it was, it was like he'd woken up in Vietnam yeah. like more he was like yeah. <laughs> he'd oh. be freaking out no we came downstairs once and Francis had got drunk and spray painted the whole of the back garden oh wall oh my god yeah and we're like dude we, we're renting this what are you doing and then we had a barbecue on the roof and we burned through the whole oh yeah ceiling. we had some good times there god we had just some I actually went back to that pad uh a few weeks ago and it's it's been completely No Velo Street. Yeah, it's been redone. It looks beautiful. So well, how's it been redone? Well they had to get rid of all your stains. Oh, there were no stains. The poo were. stains. There were no the poo stains. stains. There was no stains whatsoever. You know, this is one of my favourite stories about you actually. Okay, go. So do you remember I wasn't even there, but it's when you guys were filming in South Africa. First right, time, so, not when we not when I met Sophie. So yeah. no, so and I was occasionally speaking to Jay and Jay was telling me about this chick. He was like really sort of, you know. Who falling was in love Who with. was it? I can't remember her name. Can't Dark remember. hair. Anyway, Jay was really into this chick. Yeah. She came back to the UK and came oh, on the show. Oh, Melody. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> Jamie, right, so this whole trip, you were obviously, yeah. you know, you're trying to hook, hook up with her and yeah. she was being, no, 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 you can't mm. come back to mine, so on and so forth. Finally got around, got over to her place. You obviously had a few drinks. Yeah. Memory was a little blackout. Yeah. And you wake up. You wake up in the morning. Oh yeah, this is great. And you're like, oh my God, where am I? Look over and you're, you can see her there. And then you're like, oh my God, I'm not wearing any boxes. And no, then I was you, naked. you try and get out of the bed to find your boxes. I did, I camel rolled out of bed. So you camel rolled out, quickly put the boxes on and sort of cruise over to her side of the bed. And you're feeling like, the, you know, like, yeah, this is epic. Hooked up with, what's her name? Melody. Melody, the mum walks in. No, no. Yes. You're like, no. You're like, yeah, yes. this is sick. No, you're, you're missing chatting. out. And then you, <laughs> you're missing out on the main book. You look, you yeah, look you down. Look, the mum's in there at this point. Okay. There, there was a knock on the door and like, I, like, no, I was lying in bed naked, BC. I was lying in bed naked. I was like, what the fuck am I? I was like, this is frigging weird. And I was like, Melody's here. I was like, hey, we're in South Africa. And I was like, where am I? She was like, you're in my house. I was like, how do I get in? I've climbed through the window. Oh, wait, you're missing the best part. <laughs> yeah. Then I, then there's a knock at the door. <laughs> And I was like, who the fuck is that? She's like, it's my mum. I was like, oh my God. Saw my box on the ground, camel run out, my freaking wicked, like white Calvins. I pull them up. Oh, like, oh, and I was like, sick. Mum walks in. I'm like, hey, how you doing? Hi. And like charismatic. Charismatic. Jamie so, switched on. So charismatic. Yeah. And they're both looking at me. Melody's on the bed. Her mum's in the doorway and they're looking at me weird. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> I look down. My white boxes are inside out and there's a skid mark running all the front. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes, I mean that. And I just dropped to the floor. Oh, <laughs> like on a grenade. Oh, that's phenomenal. <laughs> oh but you my still, god! You still managed to persuade her to come over to the UK, and she filmed for a bit. She filmed for a bit, yeah. And but that, that sadly work didn't work out. What about you and Binky at some point? <laughs> that one I was for. What happened there? What about you and Louise? What happened oh, there? here we go. <laughs> yeah, we're getting into it. Let, hey, let's stop talking about what that. A, what and a, can we actually no, just we talk about... Me and Louise was the weirdest one. <laughs> that was wild. Yeah, that was funny. That was wild. Uh, like the, the, or, or with Binky's one, I was like, I got hammered and said that I loved her. And I woke up the next day and was like, oh, by the way, that was a mistake. And everyone was like, no, how can you say that? And suddenly I was like, yeah. oh my God, this is like, I didn't, I didn't understand what filming was. I didn't get it at the beginning. It took me like two years to understand what we were doing. Took you about two weeks, Yeah, buddy. two weeks, You baby. knew exactly what you were doing. I knew what was you knew what you were doing from day one. I knew what I was doing before I went on the yeah. show. Yeah, I remember when, when you did that first scene and I, I messaged Hugo and I said, dude, how was it? Like, how was Jay? And Hugo goes, 
You better watch out for that guy. <laughs> that guy is going to take it. over. Yeah, here we go, baby. Let's and, get and, ready. And he didn't lie, bro. <laughs> hey, I want to talk about um, family and things like that again. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and, and, you know, one of the things that comes up in this, you know, someone said to me, right, the happiest times in our life is from about 18 to, or 15 to about 25, 26. That's the happiest time in life, supposedly, right? Like generally that's meant to be the best time. Um, Because no responsibilities, Mm -hmm. life, you have this vision that you're going to have this Lamborghini, these Ferraris and these houses, all the place, you're going to be the famous actor that you want to be, you're going to be an astronaut, whatever it is, because you have that naivety within you. Um, You do all the things, friends, girlfriends, you're single, whatever. And then from 25 to about 45, it's a really tough time. I think shit gets real, doesn't shit it? Shit gets real. It's really tough. Financially, it becomes very hard. You have responsibilities. You have family. Um, and one of the things that happens during that time, typically as well, is people pass away. And mm. either friends pass away or family members pass away. And your dad passed away. Mm. How do you deal with grief? Um, it's funny. So I remember my early 20s my grandmother passed away and she was the first person really close to me who passed. Mm. She was kind of like a second mum. So when my dad was living in London, he lived above the restaurant. It was a tiny little one bed pad. So I couldn't stay there. So I always stayed at my grandma's, which was 20, you know, 20 minute walk from there. And she would just spoil me and my sister rotten, right? You know what grandmas are like. And we were really, really close. Um, And that was my first that was my first feeling of losing someone and I still remember it. And it weirdly, like I remember my sister coming into the room and like bursting into tears and, and I just like automatically went into a feeling of like, I've got to stay strong. Mm -hmm. I've got to stay strong for my sister because she was so emotional and she was probably even closer to my grandmother than me. And I think I didn't really properly grieve her. Um, And then when my dad died, I was a little bit older and I think the older I've got, the more emotional I've got. Mm. I think as a guy, we have this guard up and I think we always need to stay strong and never cry and be a rock, you know, all these sort of emotions. Right. And I think especially growing up being around so many women, like my mum, my sisters, I felt even more so that I had to be more of a rock and like stay strong. Right. And I think the older I've got, the more this wall has fallen down and there have been two specific major points in my life where it's really, well, three actually, where it's really dropped. When I met Emma, massive drop. I think she brought out the best bits in me. And I think you can probably say the same with Habs. Mm -hmm. And I think when you find the right person, they bring you closer to your family and friends and closer to your emotions. Mm -hmm. So that was a major part for me. And then dad obviously passed a few years after I met Em. So I did get to grieve dad because I think I didn't have that feeling that I needed to close up, be a rock, stay strong. Mm-hmm. And Emma made me feel comfortable enough to fully grieve and be emotional. Mm-hmm. And then the other thing that's happened, and actually when dad died, my wall dropped even more. Mm-hmm. And then since Bonnie's been born, I don't even have a freaking wall. Like I am. Really? I'm an emotional beast. Love that. An emotional beast. I um, love, I'm so emotional. I've always been And I, I remember in that first you know, well, it's been, Bonnie will be a year next month, but especially, which is insane, but especially those first like two or three months, I could just cry at anything, dude. It was out of control. Like anything? 
just anything. I think, especially around with with bot, you know, the the sense of protection. Yeah. Um, and then anything that I would see between a father and a daughter. The video that you posted of your dad. Oh my god! With my, your his, sister. Yeah, my sister coming back. Yeah. Got me. Did it really? I mean, that's the best thing you've ever. I've posted. never seen my dad cry. Ever. Oh, I've never ever seen my dad emotional. Ever cry? Nothing. And it's the only time I've ever seen him cry. Ever I mean, in my entire life. Yeah, that video was insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think there is something about a father-daughter thing. Something happens. I don't know what it is. Um, do so you, yeah. Do you, do you? I I haven't really had anyone pass away that close to me, but I I, I saw someone say this really upsetting thing, which is they said, okay. Um, you know, how old are your parents? Uh, and someone said, well, 170, they're 70 years old. Mm. Said, okay, they're 70 years, 70 years old. Let's say that you, um, your parents live till they're 90. Mm. Let's say that's 20 years. How many times a year do you see your parents? Yeah. And the person went, well, I see, they, I see my parents um, four times a year or five times a year. So you're only going to see them. So you're only going to see your parents, which is, you know, it's like, Five five maths. Eighty times. No, it's when four be, times when twenty five, years. No, so it's five times a year. So a hundred times. You're gonna see them a hundred more times. Yeah, that's it. If you're lucky, yeah, you're only gonna see them a hundred times. And I was like, oh my god, mm. I'm only ever gonna see them a hundred more times. Ninety nine, ninety eight, ninety seven, ninety six. And so for me now, it's like a literally about like shit. I need to say all these things. Yeah. Do you think you said everything to your dad that you wanted to say, or or do you now just <sighs> now you're like, okay, I need to give all the love that I can. Do you know what? I'm really grateful and so many people didn't have this. I'm so grateful that I had so many good memories and good times with my dad. And I especially think in my later years, um, we got even closer mm. and I'm so glad he met Emma and like, he knew that I was all good. So with, you know, I, I think that you always want more time. You mm. want more memories, but I think I'm very lucky in the memories that I had with him. Obviously I would have loved him to meet Bonnie. Um, yeah. but you know, that's just one of those things. And yeah, I just think, I think what you said there, I think you've just got to really now make the most of every moment that you spend with your family and friends, mm -hmm. you know, because you never know what might happen. And what I think would be really nice. And this is something that I want to do. And I can't remember someone shared this with me, um, of writing a letter to your parents and writing down all the things that you want to say. And all the things you probably don't say, yeah. you know, thanking them for all the sacrifices, everything yep. that they've done for you. And there's something about writing it and having it in a letter. Mm. And like none Tangible, of my, none, right? of, none of my family now live in the UK. So like, you know, I, I really don't see them much. Like mum's only met Bonnie twice in really? a year. Um, you know, all family live, you know, all over the place. So that's hard as well. Right. When you have to need help and stuff. Yeah. 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 For sure. Um, but what it does mean, those times that you do spend is so precious. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Do you regret anything you've done? Do you have any regrets? And, so, and I know it's so easy to be like, life's not about regrets. Um, but have you regretted anything? 
Do you know what? I mean, I'm sure there are some along the way, but I, I tend just... Dude, any regrets? They gone. <laughs> Baba. What about you? Let's forget. Do you no. have it? Do you have anything like regrets? Do you have any? Um, I regret. I I I regret regret being a bit of a douchebag when I was younger. Sometimes, no, I don't really regret it. But I I was a I when MIC was going on, I was just a bit of a douchebag. Like in relationships, I was a bit mm. of a douchebag. Like. I just wasn't that like. It's true. You weren't a good bloke. Get out! If you listen, we both weren't that good at times. No, listen. No, I yeah, I agree with you on that. I definitely yeah. agree with that. But we were young and whatever and doing things. So I, I regret a yeah. bit like that because you forget. And and I I re, I regret um, uh, rejecting my family for so long. Mm. I didn't see my family for like six years. Really? Yeah, because I was just having so much fun and just being wild and crazy. I regret spending all the money that I spent on those PAs. Mm. We used to go and do these PAs where we would probably make what? Like, you'd be paid like a grand, two grand to go to these nightclubs. Mm. It was wild. I would then leave the nightclub and go to a casino and spend it in the casino. Yeah. That's what I would do. You had a good time though, huh? I had a great time. I had um, a freaking great time. But I think you're right. Listen, man, everyone throughout their, you know, throughout your life, you're going to have regrets and certain things you wish you didn't do. And there'll be moments in our life where we're not the nicest person and maybe we didn't treat people with respect or whatever it You're might be. You're always pretty nice, I think. I've always tried, you know, there's definitely obviously been times where I haven't been, but I've I've always tried to, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I've always tried to stay true to myself and I always want to treat people how I would want to be treated. Mm. Like often in certain situations. Be nice to everyone on the way up because you never know who you meet on the way and, down. And mum always taught me to be positive, right? And And treat people with respect. And if you give off good, positive energy, you're going to get it right back. And I think um, I find it tough sometimes when something may happen to you and you're like, oh, man, why has someone done that? And I always think of myself if I was the other way around and mm-hmm. I had done that to them or, you know, you put yourself in their shoes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. And that is how sometimes I, I deal with. And then I'm like, if I wouldn't want that done to myself, why would I do it to someone else? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think sometimes people are just so caught in their own ways. They don't think about the the feelings of others. Right. And if yeah. they could just be in the other shoes and then imagine what it would feel like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Then you'd be like, I'm not going to freaking do that. Yeah. I get that. But I, but I also think, um, with you, right, dude, is that you, like I said it before, you've always been a hustler. You've always mm. worked super hard. You, like, you were the person, like, selling, when you were at school, you were selling shoes mm. to, to, like, make money. Yeah. That's what you're doing. And you've always had that hustling mentality. Yeah. You know, you were the person who told me to go and uh, put Candy Killings on Company House. I didn't even know what that was mm. when I first launched Candy Killings. You were the one who did that. And you've always had that entrepreneurial, like, hustling attitude. But also, would you say sometimes that that's to your detriment because you're so worried that things are going to go as well at the same time? I mean, firstly, I think I have that mentality because, you know, I think I met, since going to Eton, I think is when I really got it because obviously I was suddenly surrounded by all these very wealthy people yeah. who, you know, had these big houses and all these big allowances and trust funds or whatever it might be. Mm. And, you know, my parents went bankrupt when I was super young. So I, I was lucky enough to get a bursary at school. And I'm not saying we didn't have enough money. You know, we had, we still had good money, but in comparison to everyone else. And I think I, I had a feeling that I had to try and keep up, you know, and yeah. I had to like, you know, I had to work that much harder in order to stay at a level with these other people with my peers. Yeah. 
Um, so that's why I did stuff like selling shoes and, uh, you know, I used to go to charity shops and buy clothes and like, you know, distress them and paint them and sell them. And would you really do that? Yeah. 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 Make good money. Yeah. And, and then art, you know, I used to sell my paintings from the age of 14. What? Yeah, man. I, I had my first exhibition when I was 15 and you know, that, that at that point I knew from an early stage, I was like, I'm going to have to work hard in order to achieve what I want to achieve. And I knew that I, you know, I had to hustle. And for me, I'm really grateful for that because I understand the value of hard work and I understand mm. the value of money. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to go out and get it on a PA and spank it at a casino or whatever it might be. Oh yeah, that was me. <laughs> yeah, baby, that um, was me. But no, seriously though, I think, um, you know, I've, I've always had that from a young age. And I think in terms of it, is it, is it a detriment? I, I don't Cause know. Cause does it mean that you, that you worry about it too much? Um, does, does that, I mean, what I'm saying, does that take up a lot of your headspace? No, I don't it think doesn't. so. No. Um, I think it's just who I am. I just, mm. you know, I, I, I always, you know, M says I'm very busy. Like uh, my brain is always sort of going. Which is, I know you had that too. All right? the time, doesn't yeah. switch off ever. Yeah. And I think- and I, Even when I'm talking to some people, I'm oh, like, no. like when thinking, I'm, I'm talking to you right now, I'm thinking about loads of other what is, shit. What the hell are you thinking about? <laughs> what other shit are you thinking about? I'm not thinking about anything else no, now. No, no, I'm not, I'm not. But, but there are, I, I do have that yeah. where I, I, I think about other stuff all the time. So do I sometimes. And I think, um, yeah, I don't know, man. I just, I just think it's just always switched on, always busy. And I think I've got my mum's creative um, brain that finds it hard sometimes to focus in on one thing. Mm. So I can be doing something, but then at the same time, I, I want to start up something else. Yeah. And, and maybe sometimes it's a, a fear of like, Oh, what if that doesn't work? You'd make I, a need, plan B. I need backup. Um, as you know, whereas in some cases, maybe it's good just to put all your eggs in one basket. I spread sure. my eggs. Um, I totally think it is. I, I, there's always that thing. Which but you, you do the same. I yeah, know, I do like, do the look, same. Look at all the things that you're doing, man. Yeah, I do do the same. So many things. Yeah, and and some, I, I, sometimes it's not good. But I've learned to pull back. Yeah. Like now, I, I'm I'm pretty laser focused in certain areas. No, I'm the same. Thing. I've I pulled back a bit. Um, and I think the key is learning when to switch off as well. To have nice times with Sophie or with your family. Yeah. And really appreciate those not those times and not still be tuned into all these other different things. When you, last thing I want to touch on is when you have a kid, Yeah. what does it make you change as like a dad? Is it wild? It's crazy. Is it? Yeah. I, I, I have definitely changed. I, I honestly think you change as a human being. Do you really? Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, everything changes. It's just so insane. Mm. Um, you know, getting married, I think obviously is a, a beautiful thing and, and showcases love for one another, but not much changes, right? Not much has changed. Nothing changes. Yeah. No, you, but you feel a sense of calm. You feel a sense of calm. Yeah. But like, you know, in terms of your day to day and stuff, everything's the same. Yeah. But when you have a kid, it's like, and people tell you, right. They're like, Oh, you know, everything's going to change a bit. And, but until you have one, it's just insane. Really? I can't even describe it. I how, mean, how hard is it at the beginning? So the people, first, because people have yeah, not sold it to me yet. The first few weeks, for sure. Um, so obviously, throughout life, we we go through these moments of being out of our comfort zone. Yeah. Um, but that's how we grow and develop, and we thrive. And I think you're like me, where you like to be out of your comfort zone sometimes. For sure. Yeah. yeah you yeah. have to be having a kid. Those first few weeks, the most out of your comfort zone you will <laughs> ever be. 
because no one really gives you alive, no one really like, gives you a manual for that. I mean, and then you're in it, and you're like, oh my god, <laughs> and they're so tiny and fragile, and you're just. It's, it's full on. At the beginning, you're like, can we actually do this? Because we, yeah. we obviously just did it, the two of us. Oh my God. But then when you get to that place where you've got it, you got the rhythm. And I remember Ems and I had a specific moment where we were sitting outside and we just got Bond to sleep. And the bond between you two as well just gets so crazy. Really? Uh, yeah, it's just unbelievable. And the respect and like, I mean, just women are... Awesome. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Um you know, I've always had res- so much respect for women having grown up with them, but yeah. to see Ems go through, you know, her body changing and then to the actual pregnancy and then to the hormones and the, the breastfeeding and like everything is just so incredible. And I remember just sitting there with her and just looking at her and like, we both had a glass of red. We're obviously both exhausted, but we just cheers. And we had this moment where we were like, we can fucking do this. And that was just the best feeling to oh, know yeah. that we can do this. Yeah, Because yeah, at the yeah. beginning, you're like, oh my God, this is crazy. Um, so yeah. Still people haven't told it to me. It's it's one of the things, it's one of the things I really want, one of the things I'm really scared of. Dude, you will be the best dad ever. Yeah. And it's... you'll be like your dad. And I know there'll be a video one day that will circulate and you will just uh, be crying your eyes out. I'm way more emotional. You... Yeah. I, I, also, I just want girls. Yeah, girls are great. I just want girls. I just want a bunch of girls... Sounds <laughs> weird. I just want loads of girls. I just always want. I want yeah. three girls. I'm girls, happy with that. Girls, yeah. I'm really because we didn't know if we were going to have a boy or a girl, right? We did a surprise, and we were convinced it was going to be a boy. And then when it was a girl, oh man, yeah, it's, it's something about it is insane, dude. It's so you're going to be the best dad. And one thing I would say, obviously, you've just got married. Yeah. And who knows when you guys are going to have a little one? Um, hopefully, really soon because it'd be epic. Yeah. But, but one thing you should do is write a list of all the things you want to do before before having the little bub. Oh man, that's what we're doing. Get that list in and just all the things that would be really tough to do. We're doing that. With a little one and just get it done. Dude, then. we're doing that. We're going to like Panama. We're going Epic. trekking. We're doing all these different things. Just, we're doing it all. Just enjoy your time now and just have the best time. Beastie, listen, I'm proud of you. I love you. I also want to say, you know, I, I always confide in you all the time. If I have a problem, I phone you. If I have an exciting mm. thing, I phone you. You're always there for me. You're the greatest. Always. We talk all the time. And also you're just so caring and kind. I remember when Sophie was going through an anxious period mm. and I told you about it, I was finding it quite tough to handle. Yeah. You straight away, I didn't even ask you, you reached out to her and did it. And, and and that will stick with me forever because you didn't have to do it, but you just did it. Um, and you're just kidding, you know, with Serge and uh, with everything's going on there and all, all your stuff, you're just, you're the greatest. And um, we have a very special bond. Right back at you, man. I'm super proud of you. You know that. All right, baby. Enough of that wetness. All right. Well, Love you. Love you too. <laughs> Should we say something cool to end it? Yeah. Um, oh, I once went into your bedroom. Did I ever tell you this story? No. I once went into your bedroom when you weren't there, when we were living together. I didn't do anything. What did you do? No, I went in. Did you shed on my bed? No, I was, when, I, I didn't, I, I had my toothbrush. You got your skid mark boxes and no, put them under my pillow? I went into your bedroom and the, the light was broken in your bathroom. Right. I must have told you this. Okay. And I was brushing my teeth with your toothpaste. And I was like, this stuff tastes like shit. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is this? I was brushing and I was like, this is awful. I was like, what the hell? Anyway, the light was turned off and the next day I went in, put the toothpaste on, brushed the teeth again. I was like, oh my God, this toothpaste is vile. It's like, what oh, the hell? Like- anyway, the third day I came in, the light suddenly worked. I clicked on, I was using your tattoo cream. Oh yeah. God. I love toothpaste. how you went back for round two. Man, though. it was... 
it was it was it tasted weird, but it was good. <laughs> is that the right sort of story? Is that the hardcore story? You yeah, that's to go the with? hardcore one that we can end with. That's badass. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Nice. All right, everybody. We love you. Ollie, go and check out Ollie on all social media. Um, all of his Instagram, everything there. He, he, and your podcast is coming back. Podcast is going to be coming back. There we go, baby. Yeah, Come man. Help, help, I'm a parent. Help, I'm a parent. Help, I'm a parent. Go and check it all out. out there. Everybody. Okay, listen, guys. We love you. We'll see you next week. Have a good time, everybody. Goodbye. Yeah, yeah. That's fucking great. We still love, guys. Guys, thank you so much for listening to the episode. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, remember, tell everyone about the podcast if you haven't already and uh, follow us on social media. You can see all the videos on TikTok and YouTube and Instagram and all that kind of stuff. And we'll see you next week. Have a great weekend. Have a great day. Goodbye. Goodbye.